0: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome
0: everybody to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs. Managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at the Draft Network, and uh, celebrating a one year anniversary. Yesterday was the one year anniversary of my first show here on Locked On Dolphins, taking over for the great Travis Wingfield, who has become a very good personal friend of mine. So, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody who has taken the time throughout the course of the past year to tune in, contribute to Power to the Pod, engage with me on game day, follow along and talk about the Miami Dolphins together. It has been one hell of a year. And I'm excited to see what the next year has to hold for us. couple different things to tackle on today's show. First and foremost, we're going to be reviewing the presumed players to receive the franchise tag. Those players who will be uh, preemptively removed from the free agent market before it even gets started. Why is that important? Uh, Because a number of those players are players that would be primary targets for the Miami Dolphins. And, And if players are not receiving the franchise tag, then Miami will need to start weighing out their options, including... Green Bay Packers center Corey Lindsley, who is reported to not be returning to the team in 2021. The Dolphins have a potential upgrade opportunity at center. That is one they're going to have to look at, just like they're going to have to look at Green Bay Packers running back Aaron Jones. I could think of worse offenses to be pulling starters from. But we're going to stay in that common theme with Aaron Jones. Of course, we did this yesterday on the pod. We did the deep dive on why it makes sense that Miami is interested, regardless on if we think it's a good idea to spend on a running back or not. And for the end of the show today, I threw together a seven-round mock draft, pretending that the Dolphins did sign Aaron Jones in free agency. And we'll look at what the draft class can look like there if they kind of follow my ideal script for how to handle their early assets and go on from there. Real quick, happy birthday, Coach Flores. Uh, Happy belated birthday yesterday, Coach Flores' birthday. So all kinds of fun celebrations here on the show, and let's get into this free agent market. Uh, The list I am using comes from Greg Rosenthal. NFL.com, and it is the primer for the NFL franchise and transition tags. Who are the no-brainers? No-brainers. I'm going to read through the list first. We'll talk about which ones are impactful to the Dolphins after that. Quarterback, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys. It's hard to believe they still have not ironed out a long-term deal. Wide receiver, Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson. Wide receiver, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chris Godwin. Offensive tackle, Carolina Panthers, Taylor Moton, right tackle. Wide receiver, Detroit Lions, Kenny Galladay. An additional slew of names. Uh, They're say yes, not no brainers, but but seem likely. Uh, Safety, Justin Simmons, Denver Broncos. Defensive end, Carl Lawson, Cincinnati Bengals. Marcus May, safety, New York Jets. John Johnson, safety, Los Angeles Rams. Leonard Williams, defensive lineman, New York Giants. Aaron Jones, running back, Green Bay Packers. Leaning no, Shaquille Griffin, corner, Seattle Seahawks. Matt Milano, linebacker, Buffalo Bills. Both of the New England Patriots interior offensive linemen, Joe Thune and David Andrews, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver, Carolina Panthers, some some familiar names here. Uh, Janu Smith, tight end, Tennessee Titans. Bud Dupree, outside linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers. Marcus Williams and Trey Hendrickson, uh, safety and defensive end, respectively, the New Orleans Saints. Hassan Reddick, linebacker, Arizona Cardinals, Hunter Henry, tight end, Los Angeles Chargers. Players unlikely to be tagged. Anthony Harris, Larry Ogunjobi, Yannick Ngakwe, and Matt Judon. So, obviously a lot of names. And Greg Rosenthal, interestingly enough, does introduce the idea for Aaron Jones of not using the franchise tag, but instead using the transition tag. And I can hear you already. Well, what's the difference between those two things? That is a great question. Kenyon Drake, by the way, uh, received the transition tag in 2020 to remain a member of the Arizona Cardinals after they traded for him just ahead of the 2019 trade deadline. So it's a reduced rate versus the franchise tag. And the definition, transition tag is a tool used by the National Football League to retain unrestricted free agents. It guarantees the original club the right of first refusal to match any offer the player may have from another team. Transition tag can be used once a year by each club unless they elect to use the franchise tag. Transition tags can be rescinded. However, teams that rescind a transition tag cannot use it again until next season. So the way this works for Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers, just hypothetically, Packers slap Aaron Jones with the transition tag, he'd be due about $8.5 million uh, on a one-year fully guaranteed contract, not dissimilar to the franchise tag, which is a one-year fully guaranteed contract comprised of the top average salaries at your position. Transition tag, less expensive. And you are still able and eligible to negotiate with other teams. And if a team comes back with an offer, they want to sign you. The original club has seven days to decide whether or not to match that offer. If the original club agrees to match, the player is forced to sign with the original club at the terms agreed upon as negotiated by another team. If the club declines to match, the player can sign with the other team, point blank period, no questions asked. So that's interesting to consider Aaron Jones as a potential transition tag candidate, especially after he's now been teased heavily as, if he hits the market, the Dolphins are going to have interest. But which of these players expected to sign? We'll use the say yes and the no brainers. Which of these players impacts the Dolphins? Obviously, Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. I would make an argument that Taylor Moton also impacts the Dolphins. I don't think they would sign him. Much like I don't think the team would sign Justin Simmons just because of a price point situation and how much the Dolphins have already invested into the secondary we talked about this a couple weeks ago and, and potentially exploring, you know, whether it's Marcus Williams or John Johnson, if if the Dolphins want to shake up the safety room. But upon further review and seeing just how much of their money is already invested into the secondary, I can't endorse signing somebody to a, an 8 to $12 million contract to play safety. You've got so much money there already. Unless something dramatic changes, right? Unless you make a trade of Xavier Howard for whatever reason if you can't come eye to eye as far as what his contract is going to be worth and and he decides he's going to request a trade, then that opens the door for you to start investing heavily back in the secondary. But as things currently stand, it is far and away the Dolphins' most heavily invested in position from a financial standpoint. And if you cut Bobby McCain, I can't support going out of your way to sign somebody else to step in. So, like Marcus May and Justin Simmons and John Johnson, I don't think they're super impactful. Just like I don't think Leonard Williams, the Dolphins aren't going to be in the market to sign him. He's coming off a career year with 11 and a half sacks. Carl Lawson, I don't think is a great fit for the Dolphins. So, realistically, of the probable players to receive the franchise tag, it's Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, and I could make an argument for Taylor Moton. Taylor Moton's one of the best right tackles in football. And as much as I like Robert Hunt, if the Dolphins wanted to come out and invest heavily in a singular offensive line position, you can, domino effect, make three spots better by signing Taylor Moton because you're upgrading at right tackle. You can move Robert Hunt inside to right guard and you'll make that spot better. And then Solomon Kinley can kick over to left guard and I think he's better than Eric Flowers. Boom, 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 right down the line. Nice little domino effect. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're looking for new engine control module, brake part, taillights, motor oil, even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy to navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you go anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. There is a larger conversation to have as it pertains to Corey Lindsley. We will have that conversation on another day. It will not be today. But that is a name to watch. Uh, Obviously, his play at center, he's been very good for the Packers. He kind of fits the physical profile that the Dolphins are looking for up front. So uh, don't sleep on that one. And we'll go deep dive into that here in the coming days slash the coming week. But for now, what I want to do is outline a hypothetical in which yesterday's show, the signing of Aaron Jones becomes reality. And it's really interesting because so many for so long have just assumed Najee Harris to the Dolphins in Sharpie. No questions asked. Make it happen at 18. Let's do it. But what happens if they invest in free agency with Aaron Jones? You're not picking Najee Harris in the first round anymore. What different combinations can you come up with? Especially if you go about adding extra draft capital via a trade back from the number three pick. Because if you stay at three, it's Pene it, it In my mind, it should be Pene seems like Jamar Chase has some rumblings that just refuse to die. Would I be mad if it was Jamar Chase? No. You could pick a number of different players at number three overall. I'm not going to be mad with any of them. But my preferred course of action is trading down. So I swung over to the DraftNetwork.com, pulled up the mock draft simulator, and selected the Dolphins. We did a seven-round mock draft. And lo and behold... On the clock, the first two picks were Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Dolphins come on the clock at three, and I got three computer-initiated trade offers. The Atlanta Falcons at four, the Philadelphia Eagles at six, and the Detroit Lions at seven, all interested in trading up to the number three pick. So I weighed out the offers from all three teams. And uh, we've talked about the Philadelphia package and how them being in the market and at six and needing to get in front of Atlanta, but being in front of Carolina, it's a big win for Miami. Their offer was 6, 37, and 70. So their first, second, and third rounds plus 151 for number three. So I'm getting a one, a two, and a three. Well... I went back to the uh, Sam Darnold trade in which the Jets gave up three twos. So I had a little bit of a hard time swallowing that pill, knowing I'm getting a one, a two, a three, and a five. So I counter offered the Eagles, added a 2022 20, two, and a 2022 20, three. So it's a one six, and a pick swap for three, plus two twos, two threes, and a five this year. Done deal. Computer took the trade counter. So now instead of picking a three, we're picking at six. I took my wide receiver of choice. You already know it's Jalen Waddle if you've been listening to this show at all. Check the tape. I understand he wasn't as productive as Devontae Smith. But damn it. The explosiveness is tailor-made for this offense. Tailor-made. Now here's where things get interesting. Because for so many Dolphins mock drafts, it is just Najee Harris at 18. We don't need to take that route anymore because the Dolphins, in this hypothetical, signed Aaron Jones, let's call it $10 million per. Makes him the eighth-highest-paid running back in the NFL. I was listening to uh, Mike Florio and Chris Sims of Pro Football Talk, they made a great point. The teams that seem to always pay big for running backs are your original team. The backs who actually hit free agency, they always come at a little bit of a discount. So, if Green Bay was retaining Aaron Jones, you probably are talking 13-14 per. But if he's going to hit free agency, and there's that stigma that exists, I don't think you're going to push 13 to 15. I think if you can get him from 8 to 10, it's worth it. Like I said on yesterday's show. So you're on the board at 18, right? And Micah Parsons went one spot in front of me at 17 to the Raiders. That was a bit of a buzzkill. Ironically enough, Najee Harris was off the board. Uh, he was drafted at 16 by the Arizona Cardinals to replace Kenyon Drake, another bat, Bama back. Wide receivers... Devante Smith is off the board. Rashad Bateman's off the board. Would have given some consideration to offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker. Turns out he's a better USC offensive lineman than Austin Jackson. I Ended up settling on Quiddy Pay, defensive end from University of Michigan. So if you're not familiar with Quiddy Pay, I'll give you the Spark Notes version. My guy was on Bruce Feldman's Freaks list. Listed at 277 pounds with a three-cone that was under 6.4 seconds. If you're looking for any barometer on if that is good or not. Seven seconds for a pass rusher is a good three-cone time. Anything under seven seconds. He was under 6.4. Mind numbingly good time. Explosive. Plays B gap. He plays C gap. He's played some in a two point stance with a two point release. Much like Gregory Rousseau from Miami, I think you get similar versatility with Quiddy Pay with a higher floor especially in run defense that's going to be a theme for this mock draft by the way the run defense so the first two picks Jalen waddle quitty pay and then Miami comes back up on the clock again at 36. remember we now have 36 and 37 thanks to the trade back in addition to 50. go ahead and try and tell me trading out of three isn't the best thing we can do here linebacker Nick Bolton is on the board. Now, Bolton is not a true stud in coverage. Uh, He's had some nice flashes. He did really well against West Virginia in 2019. It was a hallmark game of his in coverage. Uh, He had a pick six in that game. Uh, He played lights out against Alabama this year. I know Alabama put a ton of points on him, but don't blame Nick Bolton for it. Bolton is kind of cut from the same cloth as the Devin Bushes of the world. Uh, I think he's not quite that same caliber of an instinctive player just yet, but he's really, really good, and he's really, really explosive. And he's dense, so he's going to play a little bit better in high traffic areas than what Jerome Baker's capable of doing. I think he can be a three-down three, line, three down linebacker for this defense. So I grabbed him at 36 because we don't have to worry about Javante Williams. That's not to say we're not going to draft a back, but we're not drafting a top 50 back if we're giving Aaron Jones 8 to $10 million per. Here's where things get interesting because I think if you pay Aaron Jones that kind of money, you do need to do something to shake things up a little bit. So I shook things up. In this hypothetical, the Dolphins undergo some cost-cutting measures. We know about the wide receiver room, the opportunities there. I had the Dolphins parting ways with Bobby McCain. And drafting his replacement at 37, it's a new name to put on your radar as a Miami Dolphins fan. He's a redshirt senior, Richie Grant, safety from Central Florida. Six foot, 194. And I'm going to read you his synopsis, courtesy of my co host of the Draft Dudes podcast and TDN fellow uh, scout, Joe Marino. UCF safety Richie Grant enjoyed a productive college career that featured exciting ball production. Okay, box check for the Dolphins. Knights played Grant in a variety of roles, including as a deep single high free safety, split zones, man coverage from the slot, and occasionally as a box safety. His best role at the next level becomes at free safety, but he is fairly interchangeable. Grant brings good size and athleticism to the table and does not have any physical limitations of note. The best components of Grant's game are his ball skills, And versatility. Are you picking up what I am putting down, Dolphins fans? When it comes to areas for Grant to develop, cleaning up, processing, miscues, developing consistency with angles, and playing with better control as a tackler at the top of the list, Grant has the makeup of a starting free safety in the NFL with the ability to make game-changing plays on the ball. There are just a few missed tackles and blown assignments in coverage along the way. Scheme fit, single, high, free, safety. This is the kind of player that if you're going to move on from Bobby McCain, you have to get more boom from the position. And you're going to understand somebody else is going to have to take over some communications, whether that's Brandon Jones or Eric Rowe, if he remains in the picture, whatever. Whatever. Somebody else has to take over as quarterback because you don't want a rookie safety doing that. But this was not a Dolphins-specific scouting report. This was a scouting report on a player just looking at his resume. And every single notation that Joe Marino made fits the Miami Dolphins. So I took Richie Grant, and he had a great week at the Senior Bowl. You already know if you've been listening to the show, pick 50 was Landon Dickerson. Period. <laughs> so, top 50 picks. We end up with five of them because of the trade back with Philadelphia. Wide receiver, Jalen Waddell, Alabama. Quiddy Pay, Edge, Michigan. Nick Bolton, linebacker, Missouri. Safety, Richie Grant, after cutting. Bobby McCain to help make room for free agent signing Aaron Jones in this hypothetical. And then center Landon Dickerson rounds out the top 50. I got five more picks to make. But I've already, if you include the signing of Aaron Jones, I've got a top 10 running back in the NFL. I've got the most explosive wide receiver in this year's class. I got arguably the best center. He just has some injury questions right now. And I have also upgraded all three levels of my defense. Pay, Bolton, and Grant. Granted, no pun intended, uh, Grant is going to be a rookie versus Bobby McCain. But then again, Bobby McCain entering the 2020 season had only had half a year's worth of experience playing safety anyway. So the polish wasn't necessarily there uh, to the same degree. And you saw Bobby kind of falter a little bit down the stretch. So additions to all three levels of the defense, I get cheaper in the secondary. And you add two skill players and a new center. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way To bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time odds updated and props on almost everything you can imagine. So use BetOnline because it has you covered for all the news scores and odds and is the best way to place your bets plus it's free to sign up so head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Remember, with this trade back with Philadelphia, we also got an extra three this year. We got an extra five this year. And I got an extra two and an extra three to work with moving forward in 2022. At 70, I get my second double dip of wide receiver. Amari Rogers, wide receiver from the University of Clemson. This was Trevor Lawrence's go-to receiver this year. Uh, He looked more explosive after fully getting healthy uh, from injury that cost him uh, no playing time in 2019, but definitely cost him his athleticism and explosiveness. So I really like the versatility of the group of Jalen Waddle and Amari Rogers. So my method and model... You can either make the argument that Jalen Waddell is replacing Jakeem Grant in the speed receiver bucket, and Amari Rogers goes into the gadget receiver slash slot receiver bucket, or you can say that we are embracing a little bit more of an amoeba wide receiver room in which any receiver can step into any role, any alignment, on any given concept, and run the play. 81, the Dolphins' original third-round pick. I took Tyler Shelvin, interior defensive lineman from LSU. Uh, A-gap, two-gap, extraordinaire. So if you're the Dolphins and if you want to play three-man fronts and you want to beat the tar out of opposing teams, add Tyler Shelvin to your rotation with Raekwon Davis and let those two guys play the nose on the early downs and if you want to get into even fronts and you're going to play gap control and you want to keep your linebackers like Jerome Baker and Nick Bolton who aren't the biggest or longest or most uh, physical in, in deconstructing and negotiating blocks, you want to keep them clean, add Tyler Shelvin. If you are uninitiated with Tyler Shelvin, he is six three, three 362 pounds, former five-star recruit, Plays nose tackle, did not play in 2020. But you will not have any more fun this side of Rayquan Davis watching a nose tackle just beat the tar out of centers. Week in and week out when LSU played. The next pick for Miami comes at 123. Fourth round selection. Here's where I get my running back. And lo and behold, Trey Sermon in this simulation... Was still available. The Ohio State back. I don't know if he's going to be available here. But if he's not. I wouldn't be opposed to. Trey Sermon used to play at Oklahoma. I wouldn't be opposed to another Oklahoma product. Ramondre Stevenson. Who was at the Senior Bowl. uh, As the backup plan. With an early day three. Physical between the tackles runner. And my final two names. Also two new names. uh, Corner. For Michigan State, Shakur Brown at 151 with the Eagles' fifth round pick via the trade back. Uh, six foot, 180. I did the write up on him over at TDN. I think he's a press corner who can either play outside or in the slot. Not a slam dunk upgrade to the slot like we might have hoped to get, but the value everywhere else was too good to pass up, and I didn't have anybody there in round four that I really liked. In this simulation. So I end up getting a developmental press nickel corner in Shakur Brown. And then Patrick Johnson of Tulane with my final draft pick in this simulation. Uh, He, in 34 games over the last four seasons, accumulated 21 sacks, 34 tackles for loss, 11 pass breakups, and 6 forced fumbles for the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, he's versatile to either be a linebacker or hand-in-the-dirt the dirt player at 6'3", 255 pounds. Feels like a Dolphins kind of player. So in summary, the Dolphins sign Aaron Jones in free agency in this scenario. The big domino that I have falling to accommodate that is cutting Bobby McCain. And then the Dolphins trade back from 3-6, to six. And in the process, get two twos, two threes, and a five. Philadelphia trades up drafts Justin Fields at three. Miami brings home five top 50 picks. Wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, Alabama. Defensive end, Quiddie Pay of the University of Michigan. Linebacker, Nick Bolton from Missouri. Safety, Richie Grant to take over for Bobby McCain from Central Florida. And then Landon Dickerson to take over for Ted Karras at center. You are talking about, at a minimum, four starters out of this group. Which is what you would expect for top 50 picks. Second half of the draft, Amari Rodgers, wide receiver Clemson at 70. Tyler Shelvin, interior defensive lineman, 81 LSU. 123, Trey Sermon from Ohio State was there. I grabbed him. This could very easily be Ramondre Stevenson, uh, the Oklahoma running back, Shakur Brown, cornerback from Michigan State at 151, courtesy of the trayback Back with the Eagles, and Edge, Patrick Johnson, to Lane at 208 in the simulation. Let me know what you think. I know a bunch of you have sent in mock drafts via either iTunes reviews, Twitter DMs. I see them. It's just impossible to get back to everybody or also in Twitter mentions. So send over your version and do me a favor. Try to follow this same script if you can. So if you have a better alternative in the reality in which the Dolphins sign Aaron Jones and have a trade back with the Eagles, I would love to hear your haul relative to mine. And let's see who can come up with a better finished product. We have one more show this week. So hit subscribe, follow along, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I am Kyle Krabs. Thanks as always for listening. And I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.